When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for Friday Follies, right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated restricted for anyone listening under the age of 17. Frequent or prolonged examples of adult situations, violence, or coarse language may apply. May 18th, 2005. You are experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. Good God, we're back. And when I say we, I do mean we. I'm Kyan Chris Conroy, and welcome back to Technical Difficulties for May 18th, 2005. And I do mean we. John Henry returns. We've got a new, brand new Zoo Patrol for you. I've got some solo comedy to round things out. And uh, it's, it's a full show. So it is. Thanks so much for tuning in. And uh, let's just jump straight into this sucker, and I'll uh, be back to talk to you at the end of the show. So uh, kick back and enjoy the comedy stylings. Technical difficulties for May 18th. Let's rock. This week's episode of Technical Difficulties is brought to you by Anne Rice Puffs, the cereal for goth children, now in fruity blood flavor with marshmallow clots. And for a limited time, each box of Anne Rice Puffs comes with its own tube of black eyeliner and mascara, as if you needed any, and a free introductory offer for a subscription to Tea and Sympathy Magazine, the magazine for gothic golfers. Yes, it's Anne Rice Puffs, fortified with extra iron, milk, toast, and juice. It's part of a pretentious breakfast. And this week's episode is also brought to you by Wet Palmer's Adult Video. This week's special is on new unimaginative smut videos with derivative titles from popular movies, including Monster I'd Like to Fuck in Law, Kicking and Screaming Orgasms, Leashed, Backdoor Kingdom of Heaven, and Triple X, State of the Booty. And on this week's Technical Difficulties Community Calendar, we'd like to announce that Ms. Twilliger and her kindergarten class is inviting the entire community to come out to this year's play. The children will be offering their production of Tennessee Williams' Cat on a Hot Tin Roof. And this Saturday, the Fartsy Arts Community Arts Center will be kicking off their new Stream of Consciousness Film Festival with the American premiere of the award-winning European film, Night of the Living Dead Man Walking Tall Tales of the City of Angels in the Outfield of Dreams. And we now return you to our simulcast from the Press Club, already in progress. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. I cannot... No, please, please. I must continue with this. My time here is limited. I must stress again how our government, both of our governments, nay, the entire Western civilization is threatened by the rising tide of liberalism, secular humanism, and modern postmodernism. Thank you, thank you. If our modern civilization, Western civilization, and the Judeo-Christian values upon which it were founded are to remain intact, 
then we must remain stalwart. We must remain firm and standing. Thank you, thank you. I, thank you. I personally will have no choice but to remain standing as my hemorrhoids appear to be in full bloom. Yes, that's correct. Extremely painful, extremely itchy, and sitting down on anything less than the most comfortable chair with the largest, most fluffy cushioning is nothing short of unbridled forced sodomy. Now then, I appear to have imparted entirely too much personal information to all of you in a very loud, public, and humiliating manner. You shall have to forgive me. Forgive me and my itching, swollen, painful ass. Thank, thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you very much. An excerpt there given to the American Press Corps by Lord Armature Rubbish Tip this afternoon in Washington, D.C. And from the world of politics, we switch over to the world of technology. In Los Angeles, California, the Electronic Entertainment Expo, or E3, kicked off its festivities, and in anticipation of the large event, the Sony Corporation on Monday announced the stats and schematics for the well-anticipated PlayStation 3, thus throwing its large technological knob into the entertainment ring. This announcement from the Sony Corporation comes on the heel of the Microsoft Corporation's unveiling of the Xbox 360, their next-generation console. These announcements have caused both companies' stock to rise and have sparked massive flame wars all across the internet by geeks and nerds, already in a complete tizzy over the release of George Lucas's latest Star Wars film this week, Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. ISPs all around the world are already reporting massive server failure due to the geek overload. Not surprisingly, most major grocery chains have seen a complete depletion of their shelves from their supply of Cheetos, Geno's Pizza Rolls, and Mountain Dew Code Red. I need you to take a letter of screen. Would you mind turning that radio off, please? Oh, um, I'm sorry, sir. Hold on just a moment. All right, I'm ready to take your letter now, sir. All right, please uh, address the following. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I want this all in caps, uh, yes, please. Uh, OMFG, yes. Star Wars, new mm-hmm. suck dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, 12 exclamation points. Mm-hmm. Uh, you suck that's mm-hmm. letter U. Uh, mm-hmm. Letter R, letter U, right. gay, mm-hmm. dick, uh, D-I-K. Suck, uh, mm-hmm. 12 exclamation points. Uh, mm-hmm. Please uh, suck, gay motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I fuck your mom. Mm-hmm. OMFG, LOL. Mm-hmm. Uh, sign, Satan Boy 666. Mm. Uh, make sure all those words are spelled completely incorrectly and just post that to every relevant news group on the web, please. And shall I allow for return messaging, Mr. Lucas? Oh, good God, no. No one must know my secret. Very good, sir. And now it's time for Zoo Patrol, the adventures of beautiful, hot-blooded young people in the service of both man and animal at the highest tech zoo in the entire world. Starring Danny, Brett, Sylvia, and Charles. It's time for Zoo Patrol in color. We join Zoo Patrol as Danny, Sylvia, and Brett 
have just arrived after a long drive by truck to their destination at the behest of a strange old man. What will they find? Join us in this week's episode, The Mystery of Lake Cesspool of Doom. Well, that sure took a long time. Quite a long and arduous journey to Lake Cesspool of Doom. Yes, well, if either of you boys would learn how to operate a stick shift, then I wouldn't have had to do all 12 hours of driving, now would I have? Manual transmissions aside, Sylvia, I found your song quite enjoyable. But who would have thought all 500 bottles would have broken one by one in the same fashion? Uh Astounding. Yes, well, anyway, here we are. Lake Cesspool of Doom. It's a lot nicer than I expected it to be for a title like that. Truly, the title belies its appearance. You kids over there, what do you think you're doing? Uh, Get out of here if I were you. This whole land is cursed. Leave while there's still time. Cursed, you say? Uh, No, not really. I just like to give people the creeps. So, you kids from the zoo? That's right. Yes. We're from the zoo. We're here to find this strange and magnificent animal that haunts your lands. Well, that's good to know. Yes, you're you're here at beautiful, scenic Lake Cesspool of Doom. You'll find the world's only giant amphibious gopher. Uh Uh-huh. We've had some questions about the uh, title of this place. Yes. It doesn't really appear to be a cesspool. No, no. no. That goes way back to the guy who founded this place. He was a pioneer when he came here. Really? He named this place Lake Cesspool of Doom. Mostly because he was crazy. There's some who say his ghost still haunts the valley around here. Really? But they're wrong. He actually just lives up the road about four miles. The only thing he haunts is his front lawn and his underwear. At night, though, you can hear him snoring if you're in the same bed. Well, well, who are you, sir? Me? My name is Philo Wattlebottom. I had to change my name. The other one was far too Dickensian. Excellent. And what might that have been good, sir? I was Nigel Butterforth, the third. Ah, I knew Nigel Butterforth in old London town. He was a proprietor of a... Curiosity shop yeah. slash orphanage slash coal mine. That was me. I sold it though. I sold it to Virgin Records. Oh really? Yeah, they opened a mega store slash orphanage slash coal mine. And turning a tidy profit, I understand. Yes. I'm often sorry I didn't invest. Anyway, I'm the manager of the lake up here. I manage the lake to keep things organized. I keep the trees separate from the water. Last year we had to move those trees over to make the lake bigger. Next year we're thinking of putting in a cliff. That's that's a very nice, but I understand you, you brought us up here because you have a, an exotic animal for us. Yes, back to the task at hand. So I'm to understand you have the world's largest amphibious gopher? The world's only amphibious gopher. So I suppose any size would make it the largest. Well, I'm Daniel J. Montgomery, the head zookeeper. People call me Danny, and this is my associate... Hello, my name's Sylvia Connors. She's our typist. Administrative assistant. And here's our game warden, Brett. Just Brett'll do. So what can you tell us about this cagey little bastard? Well, I was born in 1921, the illegitimate son of a barroom dancer and a lion tamer. Philo, no, we're talking about the aquatic gopher. Oh, Oh, that one, I think he knows who his father is. Anyway, would you like to hear the whole sordid tale of the legend of Lake Cesspool of Doom? 
Would you? N- not Goodness really. gracious, no. No. <laughs> no, not at all. Oh, well, in that case, it'll just give you the history of it. Well, this takes me back quite a few years, or probably long before your kid's time, but back in those days, we had something called a boat that would float on the water of, of the lake. I... Which probably not as amazing as what you kids have these days. What do you have? The anti-gravity belts or jetpacks or something? Yes, yes. Quite astute, old man. No, we don't. What do you mean? How did we get here, then? In the truck. Right. The truck with the, with the wheels on, on the road. Yes, on the ground. Anyways, continue with your harrowing tale about these boats. Of yours. Well, yes, we had these things. They they would sit on top of the water oh, and float. Well, wouldn't that make you horribly wet? But no, the most amazing thing was you could sit on the water and it would keep you perfectly dry and, unless it was raining. Right, or, or you don't particularly say. splashy out. Oh, God. Anyway, uh, the first man who ever saw the giant amphibious gopher of Lake Cesspool of Doom uh, was a was a man in a boat. By the name of Ernest Hemingway. The author? No, no, no. This man was a novelist. Hmm. Now, uh, anyway, this man, Hemingway, was out on the lake in one of our boats, uh, staying particularly dry, as it was neither raining nor splashy that day, when he spotted the gopher in the water. He chased after it, with the paddling frantically until he caught up with the beast and engaged in a pitched battle that lasted nearly nine days. Man versus gopher. The gopher armed only with his animal strength and cunning, and Hemingway armed only with a harpoon and nine cases of gin. Sounds quite harrowing. Yes, you can read about his exploits in detail in his very famous book, The Old Man in the Sea. Excellent. I shall go to my local haberdashery and see if I can't pick up a copy. Uh, um... Now, I've read The Old Man in the Sea, and I, I really don't remember anything in there about gophers. Nonsense, Sylvia. Where did you read this? In typing well, school? No, 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 no. The, the girl's right. See, the version I'm talking about was the first draft of The Old Man in the Sea, which was considerably different than the one that uh, wound up being published. No, no, no. Hemingway wrote that on the floor of the lodge in a gin-soaked stupor and promptly sent it off to his publisher, who sent it right back along with three thugs who kicked Hemingway's ass, and, and then he left. But that's how the story of the gopher began. The legend began on that very day. Some called him the terror that swam through the deep. Really? I didn't understand Hemingway was such a swimmer. No, no, it was the gopher, actually, not, not Hemingway. Oh. Some called him the demon of the cesspool. Others... The shadow of the lake. And and this is... Yeah, the, the gopher, yes, it's still the gopher. Oh. Anyway, I didn't like any of those names. So we hired us a marketing firm, and they put a focus group together, and, and they came up with the name Tuttle. Enigmatic, yet non-threatening. That's exactly what the marketing firm said. Well, if you kids are done comparing tan lines, you want to help me unload some of this equipment? Ah, gonna do a little fishing up there, huh? You know, back when I was your age, we used to use fishing poles. What do you kids use these days? Some kind of mind control device to draw the fish into your tractor beam? Is that what we're using? Of course not. Now, we're gonna use good old-fashioned Aussie know-how. We'll bring your gopher in, and we'll bring him in alive. Mostly. I should warn you, kids... You're looking to gun for Tuttle. You're not the first ones to try. You don't say. Yeah, you'd probably be about third or fourth. Not to worry, I 
I've got my specially built gopher trap right here. Uh, Brett, isn't that a depth charge? Maybe. Ah, uh, he'll never fall for that. Don't you even try it. Tuttle's a lot smarter than that. Why, he's even smarter than I am, and I get all of Dennis Miller's pointlessly obscure references. Then perhaps my trap will work. It's right here. Oh, what did you bring? Let's see. Huh? Danny? Yes? Uh, this is a shoebox lined with tinfoil. Uh-huh. How is that going to trap the gopher? Well, he'll see the shiny material in the box reach in his paw and be trapped. Then we can just load him into this specially built cage I made. A pickle jar. Uh-huh. Danny, do you remember the incident with the lowland gorillas? No, no, no. I've learned my lesson this time. There's holes in the lid. Anyway, we can use these special flares that burn underwater to smoke them out. Oh. Why don't you demonstrate this feat of alchemy? Right. Just watch this. You might want to stand back a little bit. Astounding! The water seems to have snuffed the flame. That is amazing, Brett. Uh, wasn't supposed to do that. It seems I used all the special ones last night whilst playing in my tub. <sighs> anyway, um, Mr. Waddlebottom, if we were going to try and find the gopher, um, where would we start looking? Well, okay, now look right over there. You see the edge uh-huh. of the water there and, and with the trees uh-huh. and the right. grass on it? Right, and, yes, and, over there. And you see, notice the way it circles the entire lake? Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, right. right there where the dirt goes right towards the water. Well, Tuttle right, would be right. somewhere um, in the middle there. Where the water is. Excellent. Yes. Well, what exactly what part of the lake should we be looking in, Mr. Waterbottom? Um, the wet part. Could, could you narrow it down just a little bit? Where exactly are we going to find Tuttle? Oh, oh, I understand now. Uh, Martha's Vineyard. Pardon? Oh, well, you're not going to find him here. He spends his whole summer in Martha's Vineyard. That's where he spends every summer. You don't say. In that case, to Massachusetts. Join us next week on Zoo Patrol when you'll hear Danny say... What we're going to do now Uh is breed domestic animals in captivity. To the best of my knowledge, it's never been done. What are you talking about? Well, we'll just take a cat... And a dog. Put them in a pen and let them breed. It's excellent. We could sell their offspring to people as companions. They let them take them home and uh, pet them. We'll call them pets. First off, there are already such a thing as pets. And secondly, you can't breed dogs and cats. How is that it's possible? It's simple biology, Sylvia. Dogs are boys and cats are girls. No, they're not. I have a cat at home and he's a male. Well, you're a girl, aren't you? Yes. Well, there you have it! Well, that brings us to the end of another program here. And uh, get the music down a bit. There we go. Brings us to the end of another Technical Difficulties. I hope you enjoyed that. Uh, It was real fun working with John Henry, as usual. uh, Co-creator, who of course plays Danny and Brett on uh, Zoo Patrol. And uh, I want to thank everybody who's stuck around and, uh, and, and joined in. And if you give me a vote on Podcast Alley, that'd be great. Um, nothing really much to say this week other than we uh, had a pretty fun show to do. And uh, I'll be back again next week with more material. 
And uh, that's really it. I see some interesting changes in the future for my podcasting. I think I think you'll like them. But um, I'm just going to keep providing cool stuff. And I'm not going to talk it up too much. Just keep tuning in and keep looking for the changes. And uh, please drop me a line at uh, techdiff at tcinternet.net if you get a chance. And I've got show notes this week. Or at least I'm going to try to have some show notes up. So in the future, you'll be able to... Uh, you know, if I end up talking something up, like I occasionally do, I'll actually have links to it on the show notes. Because I should get really professional about this whole podcasting thing and, and really, you know, provide some sort of uh, external links and such. Anyway, uh, thanks for listening again. See you next week, and bye! You're listening to Friday Follies. Jokes, laughs, and guffaws to tickle your funny bone on the Mutual Audio Network. Join us tomorrow morning on Mutual for Saturday Story Circle. Bring the kids, your coloring books and crayons, and get the whole family into a great start to the day with audio cartoons. You can always subscribe to the full Mutual Audio Network feed for every day of audio drama that fits your fancy. Or discover Saturday Story Circle in your favorite podcast players like Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or Spotify. The Mutual Audio Drama Network, where we listen and imagine together.